Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whether your business needs cars, vans, or larger commercial vehicles, you can rent from the best lineup in the UK with Enterprise. And with flexible long-term rental, you can get vehicles for as long as you need them, from minutes to months. Whatever the mission, Enterprise's mobility experts can build a bespoke solution to suit your business needs. Visit enterprise.co.uk forward slash business to find out more. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello and welcome to another TalkSport Daily podcast with me, your TalkSport Daily podcast host, Andy Goldstein. And yes, I am the fella that does Andy Goldstein Sports Bar Monday at Thursday from 10pm and also the Transrip Express on Sunday from 9pm. Anyway, uh, more about me later on. Let's begin. It's quite a serious podcast, this, of course, because um, it's football heavy and Bolton and Berry heavy for obvious reasons. Let's begin with Jim White and Simon Jordan on those very subjects. How has it got to this for Bolton fans who are literally biting their nails at this stage? 5pm deadline, it seems. I mean, the administrators are saying they're the talking going on. Ken Anderson texted me a short time ago from wherever Ken Anderson is, yeah. the outgoing owner, saying discussions ongoing, yeah. optimistic. Yeah. So they should be. They have to be. They've got to get this done for the fans, Simon. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. We spoke about it on your show yesterday when I came in, came on. Um, and I still feel, and it's not because I'm you know, blind optimism, that both of these clubs will find a solution. I think the language and the rhetoric is about call to action. It's about concentrating people's minds because you can't go on forever. The Bolton situation is slightly different to Bury. They've started fixtures, so this makes it even more difficult for, for, for the EFL. The EFL have got to take a great deal of responsibility and are culpable for these circumstances in both football clubs. But I think ultimately the administrator has talked a couple of weeks ago, as we said yesterday, uh, in certain language. Administrators are strange breeds. They're, they're, it's almost larceny. It's a license to print money. They go into football clubs. It's a huge amount of money that they charge. There's no mm. accountability for it. They get their fees up front and they have to find solutions. Ken Anderson, you know, is like nailing a jelly to the wall, isn't he? You know, it's very difficult. <laughs> Precisely. Um, and these owners um, that have a responsibility to football clubs have got to look at themselves. But I do feel that they'll find a solution whether football ventures who seem to want to have other people pay their bills on the way in like the players debts that the PFA are, pay, are paying yeah. are the right fit yeah. but they may I think they're, they, you know, the situation that Barry with CNN's um, uh, solutions that are run by Alistair Campbell's son are, are an answer to the L's that Steve Dale brings to the uh, the Berry equation, and I think the administrator. I think they'll find their way through. I just think that every club that goes into administration has financial difficulties. You'll see these hard and fast deadlines. These two are obviously very extreme because I don't think we've ever seen such narrative coming out from the Football League of constant rhetoric about expulsion. But I think that has to put people's feet to the fire because if people think like yeah. Steve Dale, yeah. I can nick a few hundred grand out of this, I can nick an extra hundred grand out of this, I'm not going to blink, then they'll keep on pushing that envelope. It is unbelievable it's got to this, Simon, I think. Just before we hit this break, I mean, people like Ken Anderson, 
Bassini, yep. who's been Lawrence Bassini, who's been round and about this, who keeps on showing up and showing up like a bad penny. These people, do they have any degree of the trials and tribulations that every Bolton fan is going through at the moment? I mean, Anderson this morning, I said to him, progress, ongoing discussions, optimistic. Good. So I'm thinking, let's get a bit more information if we can. Can I speak to you off the record, Mr. Anderson? No. And then last night, Bassini, who's still in and around the place at eight o'clock last night. Jim White, you really got it wrong about me, but I understand. I'll be releasing a statement at 9 p.m. Shortly after that, I get a message. Sorry, 10 p.m. <laughs> Do you know what? I never even read it. These people. This is a byproduct, though, Jim, of the, everything outside of the Premier League and the administration of the Football League. I'm not just going to take a swipe. I know they've had some. They've been irritated about some of the things that you and I have said on this show, and you know, and I've got no, 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 no issue with with their administrative skills and their desires to be want to be thorough in what they're doing, but the 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 the, the controls outside of the Premier League and the disciplines and the ideals that that football clubs need to be run by aren't being deployed. People are. I've written a column for, for Sean Custis's paper, The Sun Tomorrow, which is all about football club ownership yeah. and the responsibility that it comes with. And I do believe that there's a, is a, is a, even more than there has been in the past, people believe they can smash and grab from football clubs. I don't believe that the only people that should make money out of football clubs are players, managers and agents. I believe that owners have a right to make money as well. But when they've earned that right, when they've backed their football club, when they've built their marketing campaigns, yeah. paid their dollar exactly. and built a football club, then and only then should they have the same rights as the protagonists because that's the responsibility you take on. And I think that what's going on in the football's moment in time is that certain people think they can smash their way into a football club, rip some of the assets out yeah. and walk out the door with a few quid in their back pocket and leave a carcass behind. And that can't be right for our national sport. And the Bolton and Berry theme continued on drive as well. Sheffield Wednesday fan what do you want to say Matt hey, hi guys great show um, just really um, I work in the financial services industry guys and uh, what we do is we you have a, a, a provider and that provider ha- is charged a fee to be um, to be able to provide that service and what happens if that provider then goes bust everyone does the same thing so if a provider goes bust like BHS then what happens is it's protected by a levy charged to everybody. So I think you've got a Premier League system. There's so much money in the Premier League, either on transfers or annual subscriptions. If you're a member of the Premier League, you're charged a levy to be a member. And what that does then, it protects all the other football clubs in case of insolvency. Now, people say, well, I don't want to do that. But a Premier League club benefit from players from the Football League coming up into the Premier League. And there's so much money in the Premier League. So as a levy to be a member provides support and protects the Football League in the case of insolvency. And then it's job done. I've got a problem with that, Matt, and it's this. Because the sentiment of what you're saying is, is right. I think a lot of people have been saying, oh, Premier League players earn so much, they could save Bolton, they could save Bury. Premier League clubs could do the same as well. I, I was at uh, Old Trafford on Saturday when the Bury news, that the situation changed with Bury. Um, and I was I was talking about it there. I was on air talking about it. And I, I, people were saying, well, Man United could easily bail Bury. Why should Premier League clubs be asked to pay for the reckless yeah. ownership of those in the EFL? Exactly. Taking full responsibility or taking responsibility for other clubs gambling. 
will it mean other clubs below them will think tell you what we can afford to gamble because if we gamble and we fail guess what we'll get bailed out by Manchester United Manchester City Tottenham Liverpool Arsenal and Chelsea all those clubs is it, <laughs> listen we'd all like that to happen but it shouldn't my argument is and it always has been since last week it's the third time I've said it <laughs> these clubs if you own it he bought it for a pound the club at Bury, Bury. Yeah. he bought it for a quid He's bought it to sell it and make money, right? Once he cannot pay the wages of that football club or pay the bills, whether it be to the plumber, to the builder, to the caterers, wherever it may be, he has no say in that football club. Somebody comes in, straight away, these people, oh, we've got an offer of £100,000, sold. And it's gone. He makes nothing out of it. He gets his pound back. Job done. Uh, the owner of my club, also in League One, Peterborough United, he's been there for over 10 years now. Dara McCantony is with us live on the show. I know for a fact somebody wants Barry. I know the person, I can't mention who it is, it's a previous owner, but he, he doesn't want to give the previous owner a pound out profit. And if the previous owner of Barry basically does the deal, he'll, this guy will take the club over. But I, I'm not sure, the, you know, the previous owner of Barry obviously wants to walk away with something. And I don't know if he puts them into liquidation if, he, if he'll make money. I don't know the ins and outs of the deal. I've just heard today, Barry actually rang me. He knows the previous owner of another club in League Two who, who's ready for the money, and I know he's got the money. And he could easily save Barry, but it all comes down to, I guess, the owner there has got the final vote. Regards Bolton, you know, again, knowing the schematics of the, the hotel and the situation, I do think somebody will step in and save Bolton. So that, that for sure won't go out of, won't go out of business. Well, uh, we are waiting for news, and in fact we have uh, a statement from one of the clubs involved. Here's Amelia Cox. Yeah, it's a very brief statement. In the past few minutes, Bolton have put out this saying discussions are ongoing with all parties and they'll make a further statement later this evening. Thanks very much for that. Let's uh, bring in somebody synonymous uh, with Bolton Wanderers. Sam Allardyce took Bolton to a cup final, to the Premier League. He took them into Europe as well. There were golden times for Bolton Wanderers Football Club. He's with us on Drive. How are you doing, Sam? Not very well, Adrian, to be honest with you. I still live in the town, as uh, people well know, and uh, the devastation it's caused around the town with the fans, particularly the people that stop me and say, what's happening, Sam? And, and obviously I'm not privy to on what's happening behind the scenes at the moment. On the other hand, I know the, the devastation has, has been creeping up for a very, very long time, unfortunately. Well, that uh, statement that Bolton have just issued, Sam, says discussions are ongoing with all parties for the statement issued this evening. So in your heart, are you optimistic? I am optimistic. I just hope that if the people who are involved in the club, the administrators and everybody else, think about the football club and the players and the club itself rather than what appears to be a lot about revolving around the money side of it. You know, I just hope that that's all cleared up and, you know, somebody with a with a bit of spirit and a bit of drive, a bit of character comes in and starts uh, rebuilding the Wanderers. It would be great if that happens. Big Alan Brazil. I legally have to say that. Big Alan... I could get taken to court if I just call him Alan Brazil or Big Al. Big Alan Brazil. And Ian Holloway were on breakfast this morning talking about Tottenham Hotspur, as Aussie Ardelias would call them. Graham Roberts joins us. Robo, morning. Morning, morning morning, boys. Graham, um, on a a serious note now, um, it's not been a great start for us, Spurs, has it? Well, to be honest, Alan, the last... Is it 14 games, 15 games? There's only three wins, mm. three or four wins. Not good. Um, you know, obviously there's unhappiness there. I don't know if it's because of the transfer. We had an early transfer. And, yeah. and now we've got 
the European cup clubs all poking their nose in, wanting to get our players. Could so still happen, yeah. I'm a Tottenham man through and through, and you've got to play your best team. Play your best team every game, like the old days. If one gets injured, bring him out. You can't keep changing game, players every game, you know, because you just don't get a, a settled side. And uh, I think our back line at the moment is looking... We, we haven't had a clean sheet for... For, for months. You well, know. T- well, take the goal, the Newcastle goal. Oh. Sancho, he, he's, he's, he, he didn't know what he was doing. He didn't want to play offside. He didn't know where Jolinton was behind him. No. You know, it was just well, chaotic defending. They played 5-4-1 and you got one striker up front, your two centre-arts, one marks him and one covers. Mm. You know, he pulled off of Sanchez. Danny Rose was too wide. Yeah. He's got a tuck round. Yeah. You know, <laughs> do, do they not teach these boys how to defend mm. you know that's that's what I'm, I'm annoyed about at the moment you know if you want to be in the top four you want to win trophies you've got to keep clean sheets and I can't remember the last time we kept a clean sheet and I know for Tongan obviously he's not fit well whatever um, but he's him and Alderweireld are the best two centre-halves for a long long time we've had um, you play your best team that's how that's my feeling for it <laughs> We can head back to Adrian Durham and Darren Goff, back onto drive. And this is them not talking about Barry and Bolton. Test cricket isn't likely to return to free-to-air TV in the foreseeable future. Sports Minister Nigel Adams says the game's too reliant on income from satellite TV deals. When it comes down to Brian Wrights, think about it. It's home test match, is it? Because if you think BBC or Channel 4 or Channel 5 are going to bid millions of pounds to broadcast England's tour to Australia or New Zealand in the middle of the night, you, you'd be barmy. They ain't going to do it. How many people do you think are actually going to sit up and watch it through the night? Not that many. Not that many. And Sky have to put up with that. They know. Hardly anybody's going to be watching that. Mm. Hardly anybody's going to be watching it. Three o'clock in the morning... Um, do you know what I mean? Whether it be Steve Armisen of yesteryear or whether it be Joffrey Archer bowling the first ball of the Ashes, not many people are going to start watching it at midnight. They might watch it for five, ten minutes, first two overs. <coughs> good night, good night, Josephine. Wake up next morning and catch the end of it. That's what people do. So they're not going to spend millions of pounds for probably 100,000 people watching it. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. 
This episode of the TalkSport Daily is brought to you by Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Planning to hire or share a car or van? Enterprise is there every step of the way. Whenever and wherever you need a vehicle and whatever it's for, Enterprise can help. With over 450 locations across the UK, they're just around the corner. Whether you need a weekend rental, a holiday hire, a replacement car, or you're planning a business trip, home or away, Enterprise are there to help. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk. We can head back now to The Breakfast Show, where, bizarrely, Ian Holloway was singing Luther Vandross, obviously. I've not heard the song by Luther Vandross, obviously. I mean, I've heard Never Too Much, and She Won't Talk To Me. And uh, what was that one? Gotta Stop To Love. I remember, but I don't remember obvious. Oh, I should have said it like that. Obviously. Don't you dare have a go at Luther Vandross. Never too much, never too much, never too much. Ding, 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 <laughs> ding, ding. Yes, Ollie's still with me. I never put you down for Luther fan. Oh, come on, mate. What no. is that's like? Um, it's the smoothest voice in the world. George Benson, I saw. I, yeah, I, no, George, but what you're having, George, and not Luther. Um, I, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I watched George a couple of years ago down in Spain. Yeah, Took he, to the Manor Hotel. He thought he could never sing, George. Well, he was a, a guitarist, wasn't he? He absolutely loved his guitar, yeah. didn't he? But he's, he's getting old now. He's really getting old now, to be honest. I got a bit of a shock seeing him struggling on the stage and stuff like that. But when he started, you know, oh. strumming away, brilliant. Stevie Wonder is the one I want to see. Before. No, he was rubbish. He was rubbish what? at High Park. Sorry, he was garbage at High Park. Oh. He was. You have absolutely... You're ruining my day, mate. That's, how how ga- can you say that about Stevie? Because some of the staff here were at High Park and he was murder, honestly. <laughs> right? On to the sports bar. Now, of course, the sports bar usually is uh, more of a laugh and a jokey show. But as you would understand, it all got very serious and very sad on the news that Berry had been uh, expelled from the EFL. So the majority of the sports bar on this podcast um, is filled with irate and upset Berry fans, and understandably so. We can cross over now, actually, to Ross Powell, who's got the uh, official statement from Berry. Yeah, thanks. This is the uh, effectively the, the EFL statement uh, on Berry Football Club saying the EFL paraphrase that the EFL board met earlier this evening and after a long and detailed discussion determined that Berry's FC's membership of the English Football League be withdrawn after the deadline passed at five o'clock this afternoon. Despite uh, repeated requests to its owner, Mr Dale, over a sustained period of time, the necessary evidence in respect of how the club would meet its financial commitments has, has, at a meeting on the 24th of August has, uh, has not effectively not happened. So following due diligence, CNN Sporting Risk Limited opted not to pursue its interest. And that was the, the sporting analytics firm that we were reporting were interested in buying Berry. The EFL's executive chair, Debbie Jevons, in this statement describes it as undoubtedly one of the darkest days in the league's recent history. The statement also describes that after a sustained period of time, the necessary evidence in respect of how the club would meet its financial commitments has simply not been provided. I, I, do you know what? Oh, we knew it's. I, I didn't think it was going to happen. No, I, I, I thought that there would be a last minute. S- someone somewhere would find the money, find a way, find something to. How has this happened? It's an absolute disgrace. Honestly, it is. It is. It's shameful that this has been allowed to happen. It's. It's shameful. I'm afraid. It, it's in this day and age, a club like Berry to have been to to have gone through this. 
It's, they, I they mean, no it is longer... heartbreaking. It is absolutely heartbreaking. So it is like a death in the family. Oh. What I don't understand, it's... I mean, obviously you've got Dale, who... I mean, buying a club for a pound, can't buy a club for a pound and without knowing the ins and outs. But I remember a few... I've listened to you guys for years and years, and great show as always. I remember you guys, you know, you were, you know, Barry's adopted... You guys adopted club was Barry, you know, with... Stuart Dale years ago, he had him on the show, you know, you know, 11 o'clock, half 11, mm. and he seemed like a decent guy. And all of a sudden, it's just unraveled from, you know, up until December. He was on like payday loans and stuff like that on, on the club. Unfortunately, you know, I've, you know, the, the businesses, the community in Bury is going to suffer without the away fans coming mm. up. You no, know, mm. you know, people from Scunthorpe, from, you know, from all over the place, not coming to the pubs, the bars, the hotels, the, you know, jilly sandwiches bars and stuff like that. It's just going to, you know, the, the town itself, the community is going to suffer because of what the EFL have allowed to happen. Well, I was going to ask you about that, Adam. The more I think about it, the more I am stunned that the EFL have allowed this to happen from when the club was bought for a pound to allowing a club with that much history and that much importance to our game to go under. Exactly. I think Neil Warnock said it like the other day. He said... How, how can someone buy something for a pound as the size of a football club since 1885 and there's no questions being asked? Okay, can, can you... Has it sunk in yet? No. And and how do, you, how do you think you'll feel come next Saturday, the Saturday after, the Saturday after, where for so long you... I'll and... be broken-hearted for the rest of my life over this. Like, football is done for me. <laughs> like, when you support a club, you can't support another and you've gone to gig lane with your parents and your friends my dad took me when i was two um and then as i got older yeah went with friends um as a teenager i kind of did the whole home and away thing Mm. it's your life Uh, isn't it it's been it's it's, yeah it's it's been the one constant thing in my life does it does it feel um, like there's been a death in the family kate absolutely it's not football. It's not just a game. This is where we spend our time with our friends, our family, um, and we just feel utterly bereft at the moment. And I just want to make a point with regards to the EFL. They have taken the easy option here. Don't don't buy into this. We, we've, we've taken the difficult decision. They've taken the easy option. They want to make an example of a club. It's little old Berry. Um, it's big enough to make the news. It's small enough for us to, to deal with it. Um, I'm, I'm glad Bolton look like they might... You know, sneak through. I hope that's the case, despite the rivalry over the years. Um, but they were never going to let Bolton go, uh, and I'm glad that they will hopefully survive. But but Bury's an easy one to, to hit. There's only three thousand hardcore fans, and um, the EFL are complicit in this. Debbie Jevons has made a name for herself. Um, she's given us a day's grace to try and get the sale of a most incredibly difficult. Um, financial situation resolved, which was never going to happen, and and it's the fans that have been punished. It's not it's mm. not Dale, it's not Stuart Day, um, it's the fans. And and to be mm. honest, we, we where do we go from here? Extra time on Talk Sport. Joining us on the show, the former director at Barry Ian Harrop is with us. How close, uh, to your knowledge, did this come to to actually not happening? Because I can remember. 
you know, on Friday we had positive news and even you know, on Monday we had reporters there at the grounds talking to fans who were buying tickets for what was going to be the first game of the season and there was a real level of optimism at that point. Well, there's, there's always hope when uh, a new party comes in. Um, uh, CNN Sports Risk, uh, they've been speaking to the Forever Berry group for months. Uh, they knew the situation. They knew uh the financials of the football club obviously they still had to do their due diligence and uh but i think i say i was on the program it seems on talk sport with you lads for the last two months and i remember the first conversation with you and i i got shouted down a little bit because i said at that time it was obvious that that, that steve dale had one objective was to liquidate the football club Congratulations, Mr. Dale. You've done that. You've spot the lives of 3,000 people. Uh, sorry. It's emotional for me. No, I, um, I understand you t- take uh, your time, Ian. Yeah, it's just, it's just a shame. A shame. It's always a very sad time when a football club get expelled from um, the EFL and a lot of fans were phoning up the sports bar, um, effectively saying that they felt it was like losing a member of the family, which if you're not a football fan, you probably think that might be going over the top, but it's it's not. Um, it, it, football really is a, a massive community, and although there's all the camaraderie between my club and your club and so on, when it boils down to it, it is one big family, and um, it's a very sad day, not just for Berry, of course, obviously for Berry fans, but for football fans. It's something that should never be allowed to happen, and... I really do hope it, it never happens again. Um, that's it. That's it for a very serious podcast, but serious for the right reasons. Thank you, as always, for taking the time to download it. Um, keep pressing subscribe if you've not done so already. And then, of course, the next one will be along tomorrow morning. And it'll be ready for you before you open your eyes. That was a podcast from Talk Sport. The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whatever your mission, home or away, don't delay. Enterprise has the vehicle for the job. Rent from the best lineup in the UK. With over 450 branches, Enterprise has what your business needs. From compact three-door cars to spacious SUVs and people carriers to vans, they offer a large range of reliable vehicles perfect for the job. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.